my friend, are listening to the Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by listeners just like you. These people are investing into the community and into themselves with some great perks. Thank you so much, Mage of Death, Barbaric Yop, Bodicus, Wicked Good, Jake H, Doge TK, Mr. Jones, Trevor Y, Avantes, and Brett R. You can join this great family and get some good perks for yourself over at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone. And be sure to join our Discord and the great conversations we're having every single day over at the happyhearthstone.com slash Discord. Welcome to episode 167 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown, and this week we are going to have a show. In fact, I'll be honest to you, today has sort of been a day where I've just been running from thing to thing, whether work, family, recording, you know, I got so much, it almost feels like I'm out on like... I don't know, like on a postal routine or something like that, just throwing mail in every single mailbox. So I thought, just kind of on a whim, we would have my buddy Saucy Mailman here on the show. What's going on, man? <laughs> How's it going, dude? How's the day? The day, it, it was frantic. I, I've got to be <laughs> honest. It was pretty frantic. Actually, I was telling my wife my work has been way less frantic than usual, um, but we're figuring out all the ways to fill in everything that we don't typically do. And it's, it's funny how your occupation has a tendency to do that, right? Yep. You definitely cursed yourself when you're like, oh, yeah, this is actually, <laughs> this is livable. Things are good. Oh, why did I say that out oh, loud? I, sh- I should have. Why couldn't I have just acted busy? That's that's always the right answer. I know. Yeah, that. always. Every time. Now. But how about you, my friend? Are you doing okay today? Yeah, it's been a pretty good day. Nothing crazy. Did the work thing, came home, uh, hung out with you for a bit, recording a podcast. Pretty pretty good stuff. How's about that? And you are certainly not new to the podcast realm, but I don't want to jump all the way forward before we get to know the roots of the sauciness, okay? So tell us a little bit about just who you are, how you got into gaming, and who you are as a gamer today. Yeah, so my name is Saucy Mailman, as uh, my good friend Andrew said. Um, I am a wild exclusive Hearthstone streamer and content creator. So I run a Hearthstone podcast called Into the Wild, and we talk about wild Hearthstone. That's hence the name. Um, But yeah, I stream a lot of wild, play a lot of uh, nonsense, and have a good time. I got into Hearthstone. I used to be a Magic the Gathering player, um, like really heavily, and (laughs) it got difficult i I played paper magic so it got difficult traveling around to grand prix and all the stuff and driving and paying for very expensive pieces of cardboard um so i sold a large uh chunk of my collection uh decided to get in hearthstone because i was having fun with it and that's kind of when i started streaming now i i gotta hear more about the magic the gathering roots like did you do you have the typical schoolyard uh story where like someone else was like hey you gotta play this game or you watched other people doing it or something like that so i got into it mostly like to be completely honest the thing that drove me to it was the artwork um back mm, cool. when in my my middle school days high school days i was a 
um, aspiring artists. I loved comic books. Uh, my uncle was a comic book artist and I wanted to be like him. And, uh, I, I loved artwork and I had some friends. I was actually playing Pokemon, the card game at the time. And I had nice. some friends, they were like, Hey, check out this game we're playing. It's magic and blah, blah, blah. And at the time I was super into like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. And so seeing the artwork, I was like, man, this is, this is really cool. It's like Pokemon, but it's like darker and got <laughs> sorcery and whatnot. And so that's kind of what I got, what got me into magic. Yeah, it was definitely. I, I definitely had a tougher time convincing my parents that magic was permissible as opposed to Pokemon. Because uh, yeah, it gets pretty crazy. I, I had a good time with the unglued set, being able to show them the ridiculousness of that. That at least yeah. kind of played into it. Now we always had like you know back in school the kids that just weren't allowed to play the, you know the games, especially like Dungeons and yeah. Dragons, and yeah. like when kids when we were in school and they're like, um, what is that seems kind of evil. That that card is called murderous <laughs> cut. No, thank you. Yeah, kind of hard to pass that off. Is no, no, it's not a big uh, okay. Yeah, it kind of yeah. is. So how did you get competitive in that then? Um, did you end up going to a local comic book store or something, or did you go straight to the Grand Prix? What did that look like? No, yeah. So we we played a bunch in a uh, bunch in school, obviously, all the time. And um, we I had a local. It was a local card, you know, game store that we played at. And the first I remember the first time going like because when you're younger and you play these card games, you don't necessarily play by all of the rules, or you play by rules that you think are the rules. <laughs> totally. And so like yep. you know, like the first time you play with other people and in public, you're like, oh man, have I been messing this up for a long time? <laughs> uh, but that was just became like the thing we did on on Friday nights as we go out play Magic. Um, and it was it was a really good time. And then you know just kept playing for a long time, kept amassing a collection and got decent at the game and started uh, going around playing. So I, I was a little fuzzy on the details. What did it look like uh, getting into Hearthstone? Was that more because you had sold all those cards and kind of uh, cursed that, or you heard it was going to be cheaper to play that game or, or what, did, what were the reasons behind that? Yeah, I was, so I was actually, um, I was playing Hearthstone a bit cause I was a huge world of Warcraft guy. Um, mm -hmm. world of Warcraft was like one of the biggest like times of my life. Like when it came out, we played a ton of world of Warcraft and, uh, when we actually, I liked the, the actual physical card game, the Warcraft card game, um, mm -hmm. that we all know did really, really well. And <laughs> <Obviously>. <laughs> I, had, I had some of those cards and when they announced the, the game Hearthstone, I was like, oh man, this is like if wow and magic like combined and became best friends. And, uh, I started playing it a bunch and it was nice being able to, you know, just get home, jump on, play a few games, not with a ton of commitment. And, uh, whereas like, if you want to play magic, you're like, all right, I'm driving down to the store. We got to unload all my stuff. And it's just kind of a pain. So mm -hmm. I could just, you know, jump on, play a couple games quickly. Um, and that was kind of what really got me into Hearthstone. I think for everyone who's lived the Magic the Gathering life, even though I'm not one of them, I've heard from pretty much everyone that it's the easiest sell in the world to say, hey, remember all that fun you had playing all these card games? Yeah, you don't have to go through all of the pain of getting outside and going everywhere and meeting people and stuff. You just do it straight from where you're at, wherever you're yeah, at. That was like the best thing. That's awesome, like, This man. is great. So so from there, when did you start getting into streaming? Was that post Hearthstone? And, and how did you decide that was going to be your main thing? Yeah, that was definitely definitely post. Actually, the first thing I started streaming was Destiny. 
Um, okay. I, I loved the game destiny and I was like, Oh, it'd be cool if I could like, you know, record highlights and stuff from PVP matches, whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, we started doing that. And then I was like, you know, maybe I'll start streaming Hearthstone. And I found out it was cause I was playing destiny on a uh, PS4 and mm-hmm. it was kind of a pain with like the capture card and everything. And I was like, man, Hearthstone is a lot simpler for me to record. <laughs> cause I just like press play and go. <clears throat> and so that kind of and I, I kind of drifted away from shooter games and just, I always loved card games. I like being able to like work out your brain and figure out these puzzles. Yeah. And I just love it. Like card games are my favorite thing. They're so fun. And that's just kind of, I, I was had some friends that were doing well on Twitch and, you know, people on YouTube. And I was like, you know what, maybe I can try and do this and make some kind of a semi career out of it. That's awesome. And now where did, where did wild get in the mix? Cause I know, I know for sure you didn't start playing wild. So where, where was the turning point and why has it become like everything that you're about? Yeah. Now? So I, so it started with standard obviously, cause that was the only thing that existed. Uh-huh. Um, but I started playing wild. I'd say it's about a year ago now, maybe, maybe like 11, 12 months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just getting really burnt out with the standard meta. Um, it was one of those things like I was streaming so much at the time I was streaming like six days a week. So I jump on and play the same three decks six days a week. Cause mm-hmm. the meta just wasn't super exciting. Sure. And so I was actually like getting really bored of it. I'm like, I don't really have a game. I started um, looking at like Gwent, the card game. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to keep streaming Hearthstone. I'm super bored. I don't know what to do. And my buddy, he's like, why don't you just try playing wild real quick? I'm like, ah, I don't know. I've dusted off all my wild cards. Cause I did that during the first rotation. And he's like, <laughs> here, just play like the, just pick up like some aggro rogue or something. And, uh, I made, I actually made a togwaggle druid and okay. had like that whole week was just so much fun. I had an actual blast and it kind of reinvigorated Hearthstone for me. And it's kind of like, stoked the flames of my passion for this game and ever since then i've just been like so into it yeah i i remember when that was happening because i think we were I, I we were starting to get to know each other a little bit it was yeah. just like it, it was almost a breaking point where it was like i want to like this game but i can't right now mm-hmm. and it was like something turned on inside of you when, <laughs> yeah. when you started playing wild and it was like i can do these insane things all the time that's amazing. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want? And I always think, I, I don't remember where was I heard you say this, whether it was on your stream or another podcast or something, but I heard you say, why wouldn't you want to do the most powerful broken things available to you in the game? And that's just always stuck inside me whenever I think of uh, wild players and stuff that that's just, that's the reason you go over there essentially. Yeah. Well, and it's cool. Like, you know, you have all these cards, like you've been playing and you, you've amassed this collection and it's one of those things like, I like being able to play with all the cards I've collected mm-hmm. and you got to go back and play like really weird, dumb stuff and have a good time. And I just enjoy that. Just knowing I can log on any day and just build something ridiculous and have a crazy good time. That's awesome. I saw you playing uh, breakfast hunter the other night and I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that's ever been a thing, but it was actually working pretty well for you. Yeah. It, that's the thing. You could just like jump. Okay. I want to play hunter. What do we want to do? Let's play death rattles, but I want to put in all the <laughs> eggs instead. Like you can just do crazy stuff. That's really fun, man. Well, I, you know, we don't typically talk about wild on the show, but I'm really excited that today will sort of be a, a wild highlight because we've got the, uh, the wild extraordinaire here himself. But hey, b- before we get into all of that, Saucy, I need to ask you first, of course, why uh-huh, you're happy yes. today. 
Oh man, I'm ha- this has been such a great week in general. Um, first, I'm happy that I get to hang out with you. Andrew and Likewise. I are good friends, and we don't ever get to hang out because we're both so crazy busy. <laughs> like true. we're both doing podcasts and content, and Andrew's working 14 jobs right now. So, <laughs> like, it's- and, and, and we live in the same city. If if you didn't know that, I'm, I've told stories before of us hanging out, but we're we're right here in the same city, so we're about as easy to hang out with uh directionally wise as yeah. you could be but it, we're it doesn't literally like out. 12 minutes away from each other and <laughs> yeah, we're never we really gonna are. hang out but at least we could be on a discord call and like talk yeah. about hearthstone that's cool exactly. too <laughs> exactly but uh i'm also very excited i i didn't put this in the in our show notes but i was able to score blizzcon tickets for the first yeah. time yesterday that's so exciting, man. Tell me about like what you're anticipating for this. I, I know you've wanted to go before and finally going to get to go. So what, do you, what are you most excited about for the trip? Uh, I've never gone to BlizzCon. I've tried to get tickets like religiously the last three years <laughs> uh-huh. and um, never have. I got when uh, you were going last year and I was kind mm-hmm. of upset and salty. I'm like, I want to go inside <laughs> your suitcase. But I'm just, I'm honestly like the biggest thing I'm excited for is to meet a lot of people um just like hanging out with all these other content creators and podcasters that i've done shows with or been on shows with but we've never actually hung out so Mm -hmm. we've all just been planning like hey we're gonna go grab a drink on this night and just chill and like that's what i'm most excited for um obviously hope um, they usually plan a you know a hearthstone announcement Mm -hmm. um and another thing i'm excited for this kind of works into each other found out that wow classic is coming out oh boy uh, that's going to be a big part of my life, so <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I can imagine it's going to be one of those torn things as a Twitch streamer that I've heard of where it's like you're known for something, but you just really want to do this other thing, and hopefully yeah. it'll work out. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning when it comes out, I'm going to take a week off of work, and I think there I'm going to take go. a week off of stream, too, and just kind of let me relive my past. Go for it, man. <laughs> Gosh, so I, I I know everyone has been really excited about that. Who who played it at the beginning? Um, yeah. So that's gonna yeah, be a really funny. good time. We I uh in my I play Dungeons and Dragons every week, and we we found this out together. And like four of the people that play D and D with me, they were all huge WoW nerds back in the day as well. And none of us play now. And we were all just like, oh my gosh, we've got to form this guild. And like I, I put out I, in my Discord, I added like a WoW classic section, and all these people are coming out of the woodworks. Like, okay, oh yeah, I'll gosh. play with you guys. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. So I'm stoked. That's awesome, man. Well, especially when you've got community to do it with that. That's really where WoW becomes uh, becomes something special, right? Because uh, I yeah, know exactly. it's certainly not for killing uh, however many boars you have to to level <laughs> up or, or whatever the thing is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. It's just a way, you know, hanging out with your friends, doing stuff, having a good time. It, it makes it good. Very good. Well, but I'm. Ha- I, I, I was gonna oh, go say, ahead. what mm-hmm. about you? What? Why are you happy, my friend? For me, um. Well, I honestly am happy because uh, because work's been been uh, kind of sliding off a little bit. Um, as far as like, I've, I've basically been going for several months with urgent things in front of me constantly, and it's just putting out fires left and right. And this person uh-huh. needs this thing, and th- this person needs that thing. Um, we've actually been going through a book company wide called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You heard of this oh, book yeah. before? Oh yeah, yeah. I've, it's I've like, gone through it before. 
Oh, you have? Okay, great. Yeah. Well, you'll know the language I'm using then. I mean, like one of the best sellers of all time, like personal leadership and stuff like that. I mean, just mm-hmm. tried and true principles. It's the kind of book that you read and you're like, yep, that makes sense. You're like, that no, this is sense. actually really good knowledge. Yeah. Exactly. Why don't I do that? I need to do that. That's what I want to do, essentially. Yeah. And so um, there's this uh, there's this conversation in there about putting first, first things first. That's like the second habit or something. And he talks about how a lot of times we'll do urgent and important stuff, but we won't do the stuff that's not urgent and yet really important. Yeah. And so as things have become less urgent around the office and we've been going through it as a team... Uh, it's, it's just a lot of really good conversation with me and my boss to say, okay, so what are those things that are really important, but not so urgent? And I've been spending like massive amounts of time on that, which is great for me because if you know me to any degree, you probably know I'm a dreamer. I'm a big thinker. I like doing that stuff. And so this is a chance for me to be there to think yeah. about what are the big overarching goals and strategies that could really lead to positive change for us yeah. rather than just make this email, write this thing, you know, whatever. So just like the um, day to day stuff. Exactly. So it's, it's been nice to not only have a little bit more breathing room, but to use that breathing room for a lot of really good, uh, good stuff. So, um, so yeah, so work's been, been really positive. And I told my wife tonight, actually, as we were talking that I've never worked at a company where I had this kind of margin, you know, it just, Mm -hmm everything's always urgent no matter where you are. So I'm sure some of you even hear me say that and say, oh yeah, that'd be great if I had that. And, and like, I get it. Like there are yeah. definitely seasons or work environments where that's not prioritized and it can't happen. But I'm I'm definitely thankful that I'm in a place where uh, the Venn diagram center is happening here where yeah uh where there's it's a season where there's not as much urgent stuff, but also we as a team are really thinking that way. So that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a positive work environment. And then in Hearthstone land, um, we'll talk about the news. I'm really excited about what we have to talk about with news. And I got up to rank two. So I'm kind of, I got up there pretty fast uh, this month. So I'm hoping that I can continue that work. But last uh, last week I was talking about Lackey Rogue and how that was just killing it for Uh me. And I hit a hard wall with that. And so I swapped to my baby Mechathune Warrior and that did some work. And now I'm kind of hitting a wall with that. I, I have lost four out of the past six games to Chef Nomi. And I've never Oof. hated a bad baker so much. Oh, no. Um, that Yeah, that feels bad. <laughs> I, I played the most... I, I probably should send you this afterwards. But this was oh, a Nomi... Do. It was a Nomi Druid list that I lost to. And they, <laughs> okay. I, I, I knew things were off in standard when Druid nowadays is playing wild growth on three. Like, whoa, whoa, buddy, what are you doing yeah. there? And they played like um, they played the Witchwood Grizzlies and Predatory Instincts to buff that up. There have been a few decks that are kind of trying to make that happen. And then they played Ysera and okay. Big Bad Archmage. And like it felt like Big Shaman or something like that. That's and then. Strange. And then they just cycle through their whole deck. And I'm like, okay, great. I win. Chef Nomi comes out of nowhere. I I think I had a brawl and I kill the board. They play pl- Flabidinous Floop, <laughs> which is annoying. another Chef Nomi. Yeah, and okay. then they And then they play Dream, which they got from the Ysera, which is the zero mana return a minion to your hand. And they return Nomi to their hand. So I was just... I, <laughs> I know Man. I'm usually pretty happy. I was livid. And then afterwards I looked at the list and I was like, I'm I'm actually super impressed that um you're playing he was this able list to make at this happen. level. <laughs> and this is probably the one time you won, so I'll I'll give it to you. But 
Um, but yeah, it's fun to see people even experimenting with different weird stuff and pulling it off, even if I have to yep. take the loss for that. But it, that's um, one of those things. Like when I see, I don't usually get tilted in Hearthstone, but mm-hmm. when I lose to some weird and janky nonsense I've never oh, thought gosh. about, and that shouldn't work, <laughs> and it's always at like rank one, like two mm-hmm. games before Legend, and something like that happens. Yep. You're like, what did I just lose? To? I'm still confused. <laughs> Someone's fooling around at Low Legend with some homebrew that they've always dreamed of working, and it, of course it works the one time yeah. that you play the one time but... like ah oh, we drew all four cards we need to win yeah yeah i know i know a lot of people are feeling like things have kind of settled on the standard front for the meta and they, they kind of have to a point but it's it's always encouraging to me to see stuff like that where it's like whoa that was out of left field and it's almost cool and i'll definitely try it at some point um but but, I probably but you won't it. admit it right <laughs> I probably won't admit it. Certainly not yeah. on a podcast. But. Oh, no, definitely not. Not in like a public forum where people never, have a recording of what you say. Never, ever. <laughs> well, hey, yeah. let's jump into this exciting news. This is fresh off the presses. Uh, Blizzard has come out with some of the details surrounding the heist of Dalaran, which is the single player content for Rise of Shadows. I, I've loved how they're doing this, where uh, basically the month after the expansion releases, we get this fresh new experience. And we heard some details about this back when Year of the Dragon was announced, but they kept a lot of their cards close to their chest, to use a Hearthstone phrase, uh-huh. as it were. And so we know a lot more than we did before. We heard that there were kind of going to be elements of like previous, uh, previous single player kind of tell the story-ish things. But then also it was going to be dungeon run-ish, so there was going to be a lot of replayability. And my goodness, after watching this video that they released, uh, they it seems like they've certainly hit everything on all fronts as far as like kind of what the fans want out of this. Uh, like, what were your initial impressions, uh, Saucy, as yeah. you were watching that? <clears throat> yeah, I watched the video today um, when we were when you're sending this uh, notes here, and it. I think it's really like I, you could definitely tell when they were talking about the reasons they were doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool to see them explaining like, here's the thing we're trying due to your guys's feedback you gave us as players. Right. And that was mm-hmm. really, it's just good to hear. Like I, I know they do that for, you know, stuff as game developers, you listen to the community, but yeah. the, for them to just say, Hey, we listened to what you guys wanted. And so we're going to try out this stuff based on your feedback. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I you know if you have a uh, if you're being intentional and not shoving off your emotions, or if, if you are willing to shove off your emotions, I guess that they're always checking to see what the community says. But to see so yeah. much intentionality around uh, around developing around that feedback and also mm-hmm. calling it out is pretty pretty cool. I agree. So the one of the big things here, we'll we'll just head it all off by saying that this is going to start launching this Thursday, May sixteenth. Yep. So if you're excited, you should be because it's coming right around the corner. It's going to be good. Yeah, and it, it looks really fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've kind of known the the flavor around this for a while. Uh, you know, it's it's the whole pitch from the beginning with Rise of Shadows that the League of Evil is trying to thwart Dalaran, the floating uh-huh. city. And uh, and this is actually going to give us some, um, I, I, I guess, the actual ins and outs of the story. Uh, so it is going to be divided up into five wings like previous uh, uh, story-based expansions essentially were. And those wings are each going to cost 700 in-game gold, or you can buy the entire thing for $20 instead. And the first wing is going to be free to everyone on May 16th, yep. and you can purchase the second wing on that same day also. So you'll kind of get some content uh, right out the bat. So... 
what, what do you think about the price structure here? Is this fair? Is this, I mean, it's something we're used to for sure. It didn't feel like they're gorging us at least. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think it's fair. I was talking about this today with some people in Discord. I usually, I just pay the money just because I don't like to use my gold for things like this because I always want to, mm-hmm. I usually use my gold for like impulse packs or like if I had a really bad game, <laughs> I treat right. myself to a pack. That's a good um, feeling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think that this one has a lot of value just due to like the story aspects. Like when you watch the video, you'll see they go through and it's it's actually in a digital like storybook and you go through chapters mm-hmm. in a book as you progress. And I love this that you're like actually telling a tale of these people trying to take over the city and like the odds that they have to go against. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, and just seeing, so they have where you like, you get your, your player hero. So they said for this one, there's like the little flame that's Togwaggle's lantern that mm-hmm. you play as, and you get a pick between different hero powers to start with. Um, it just like, it's really cool that you get to have these different things, like different ways to build a deck. Yeah, so that so that's a pretty cool talking point there. So like you're going to choose a hero and you'll start off with that mage build and then as you progress dungeon run like through the um I guess the eight bosses or kind of whatever the structure for that is, you'll be able to unlock these different hero powers that you'll get to choose as you play. So this was a mm-hmm. big part of feedback that I'm really excited about. With dungeon runs, it was fun to get the cool stuff, but as you progressed through the game, you really wanted to change things up. And so the hero power is going to be a big deal for that, that like as you play, they showed examples of like, if you freeze 30 minions eventually, then you'll be able to unlock that second hero power. Or if you draw 100 cards, you'll unlock that third one. And then you can kind of, you can swap depending on who your opponent is. And they also showed these friendly challenges, which are not really game modes as much as they are like slowing down and you can you could re- remove a card from your deck you could add one in it, it I, I loved the ui for that too because yeah, it was basically it was like really you cool. coming up to a barkeep and them kind of showing some cards and it was like yeah i'll take the, i'll trade you this one for that one and and stuff it, it just seemed really really fun yeah i liked like that was one of the coolest things was the friendly things that they had um, just because there's a, like when you do a dungeon run and you're like, man, I need to pick this cause it has my two big death rattles I need. But then there's also like a major domo or something like, I don't really want that. <laughs> so like this allows yeah. you to kind of like customize your deck even further along the line. And the UI for that was really cool. It was like a, like low light tavern bar and you like mm-hmm. hang out with the innkeep and like, it just seemed really cool. It was very friendly. Yeah, so I love that they're thinking about like strategically, functionally what you want in the game, but also doing it in a way that makes sense to the universe and stuff like that. I mean, these, you know, the people who are making this stuff are really top of the line. So mm-hmm. it's it shouldn't surprise at all. And yet it's it's so cool. So uh, as you complete the wings, you will start to unlock new modes as you play too. So there's anomaly mode that we had heard about. And basically in every wing, there's a special passive effect that's going on. So it could be like uh, the kind of things I think, would you see these in the very final battle? Or, I think so. Yeah, I think in uh, in Monster Hunt it was that way. So th- there'll just be something special going on. So maybe all minions that are played get plus one, plus one, or uh, both uh, both players draw three extra cards at the beginning of the game. I don't know. 
Um, anomaly mode will give you like, uh, it'll randomize whatever that effect is. So you'll get to play through it again, but it'll be with something different and you kind of unlock stuff as you go through that. And also heroic mode will be unlocked, yeah. which good Lord. I mean, if, if the, if the previous extensions of Her- heroic mode have told us anything, there's going to be a huge challenge for those of us who are willing to take it on. And it's, uh, it's far beyond puzzle mode or anything like that as devious as that was too. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I always love the heroic ones, especially if they give you, you know, the really sweet looking card back. Yes. And I think that there is one for this one, too. I'm just not sure which one it is. Yeah. It seems like heroic modes in previous adventures have sort of basically been what uh, what are the cards that break it? Yep. And like which which essentially like force the AI to think, oh, I can't attack anymore. How and can then you break the computer? Win. Exactly. I I have a feeling that that's going to be a lot less likely now than it was back then. Um, But I will still be trying. I'll still be watching for those. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we'll figure out the way to do it. Like as a community, the Hearthstone community is smart. Everyone out there, you guys are very smart. We got this. And and just as a reminder, as you go through this, you will also unlock Rise of Shadows packs. And if you complete the entire thing, you'll get uh, you'll get a golden classic pack. They've also said previously that after purchasing all wings, either together or through in-game gold, you'll unlock Zale Shadow Cloak, which is supposedly the new Whizbang. We still haven't heard details around that, so I'm kind of eager to hear what exactly is going on there. I, I assume that they're that it's still coming. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess all that to say, there are still a lot of things we don't know about this. So uh, there will be more details to come, but I'm thankful we at least have like a foundation to work from as far as what's going on with this. Yeah. Now that we have an actual like launch date. That, yeah. That's really the big thing, honestly. And I kind of like that they roll it out week after week because it gives you something to look forward to. You don't just yeah. get it all done in one play session. You know, you can kind of absorb it as it comes and, and stuff. Yep. Otherwise, yep. you feel like, oh, man, I have to get these all done today yep. or else people are going to spoil how to do stuff. And I don't want that. Yep. And I, I got to get all those packs because yep. otherwise I might craft something and then I get it from a pack, of course, the very next day or something. Yep. So. Every time. Every time. It's guaranteed. Um, yep. Another thing that they're doing with this is May 14th and 15th. So that's Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. If you're listening uh, right on time is the sh- the showdown in Dalaran. It's a Blizzard event where eight different streamers are going to be playing through the content. Uh, this has kind of been received with mixed reviews. And at first, when I saw this, I was like, oh, that's great. This is kind of like the Rise of Shadows thing. And then the more I thought about it and saw the feedback, I realized, oh, wait, this is single player. Like, I don't want I don't want them to necessarily spoil it. Um, now that we've gotten the details, it seems like it'll be tough to spoil everything, although they'll be uh, uncovering stuff. So I, I don't know. Are you going to tune into this, man? I don't know. It, it's one of those things like... I hate spoilers, especially for the single player content. Like uh-huh. I always hate, that was one of the toughest things is like going through the stuff and having people it, like if you're streaming it and having people in your Twitch chat, like spoil, like for puzzle mode, how to do it. You're like, man, I didn't want to know. I was trying to figure this out myself. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like to go in like as little knowledge as I can for these kind of things. So I probably won't mm-hmm. tune in. Yeah, I'm guessing it's probably going to see a, a knock in viewership uh, just because like before an expansion, everyone just wants to see new cards and see like what yep. they're brewing with. But this has the potential to sort of take away a little bit. 
Um, I'm sure, I, I mean, no no shade thrown if, you, if you're really excited about this. Please tune in if you are. Yeah. Um, but uh, but also no shame if you if you decide, you know what, I'm going to hold off until I actually get there so I can see all the dialogue for the very first time and the, mm-hmm. you know, the the portraits and all of that. I, that's the honestly the part I always look forward to is the yeah. the ridiculousness that they come up with. And I'm sure with four uh, or five thieves, five villains under this yeah. there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of dialogue you don't want to miss so yeah exactly i'm in the same boat yeah it should be a lot of fun so definitely check it out i'll put a link in the show notes to the youtube video if you haven't seen it yet you really should because that'll give you the uh the full scope of what's going on there um but that's pretty much it we had some light news around fireside brawls and stuff but we didn't think it was really worth talking about i mean honestly they basically just said if you do a private fireside you can still be a tavern which i I don't quite understand how that's helpful, but um, I guess for the people who really don't want to go out and meet other people, uh, they can get Nimsy now. So that's that's good, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, we'll take a quick sponsor break. And uh, I just want to shout out the Patreon again for you all. Patreon.com slash the Happy Hearthstone. You've heard me talk about this, that this is a way to support the show. If you really enjoy coming here every week and hearing the different people that are coming in and out and stuff, then uh, then this is sort of a way to kind of leave a tip in the tip jar. Um, but something I've been working on very intentionally over the past couple months is to kind of transition away from that and into more of it being a platform for you to really invest in yourself. So some of the uh, some of the things that I'm offering on there at five dollars a month, you get exclusive weekly videos. And I just recorded one actually today for this one, uh, playing that Mechathune Warrior. So I've been doing these uh, these basically analyses of deck types that you should be knowing about and deck lists that I think are really going to help you. And then I'll play through a couple games, talk through all of my plays and let you know the, the strengths, the weaknesses, things you need to be aware of and if this is the right deck for you. So putting a lot of value into that and that, that's exclusive to people who are patrons of the show at that level. And then the inner fire is the the really big thing that's been a reimagining and uh, basically something really new to the scene. So this is essentially my inner circle, and this is for people who are really want to step up their gameplay in Hearthstone. Um, I and you know I was thinking about how I really wish that I had more time to be able to coach more people. If I did, I would probably create an entire coaching platform. Um, but because my time's limited, I started thinking, are there ways that I can multiply myself for others? Because the times I've gotten to do one-on-one coaching have been so fun and the results have been so great. I mean, I've helped a lot of people now at this point. I reach a new, uh, a new echelon, a new tier, a new ranked floor that they wanted to, whether that was uh, 10, 5, Legend. And so the Inner Fire is really like a group where we have exclusive discussions in the Discord about uh, daily things that are either helping my play or I think are going to help yours. People are talking about decks that they're playing, uh, what's working for them, what's not. And then every month uh, right now I'm doing a deep dive where we go really in depth on a topic. And this is sort of like uh, if Hearthstone were a college class, (laughs) essentially, this is how I would teach it. So um, so these are really long presentations that I basically made about, hey, what does it take to really ladder up? How should you be looking at the different 
uh, niches of the ladder, or I think we're going to be talking more about debt construction this month. Um, so these are these are building blocks, but they're also really helpful for you, if, really regardless of your level of play, if you're looking to intentionally get better. Uh, these are things that are really going to help you either know something for the first time that you didn't know or really put some vocabulary around stuff. Yeah, I think I've understood that, but now I really get why I understand it. And the inner fire is available for anyone who's uh, $10 a month or more at Patreon. So again, check that out, patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone. Um, I've really been encouraged by the community that's growing there of people who are trying to get better at this game. So um, so yeah, I'm thankful to be able to do this podcast and so thankful for those of you who are supporting the show and really investing in yourself and in your play. And I'm excited to see what new levels happen this month as well from that. All right, so I I, I want to I want to get crazy here, Saucy. I want to get a little bit insane. I yeah. I might say, as Malfurion would say, what what does he say? For the wild. I was waiting for you to do it. I I, I couldn't <laughs> remember for half a beat. I was like, I remember time I listened. Yeah, uh, uh. Oh man. Okay. Well, why Where don't you take wild? this from me? Because I obviously can't even uh, I can't even say the character stuff right. So talk <laughs> talk to us about just where Wild's at, man. Yeah. So right now, Wild Hearthstone is like I think it's in a really good spot, and I feel like we're seeing the most. Um, like the largest player base that we have in wild than we have in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, the, the switch over like this rotation season was really big for a lot of people losing death Knights um, was yeah. a really, really big one. So we've had a lot of people like, I don't want to stop playing Rexar. So maybe I'll jump into wild and try <laughs> that out. It's the and, only option essentially. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And another big thing is like most of the lists that people were running in standard were really close to good wild lists. Like, anyways like mm. you look at even shaman even warlock um decks like that uh they're still really good in wild so you can still keep playing the decks that you've been playing that you're comfortable with and you can still have a good time and be able to play your Gul'dans and your rexars mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's a lot of fun um i i feel like it's something that a lot of people don't give it a chance um there's the there's like i know the biggest reason i didn't ever give it a chance beforehand was the stigma of you know blizzard doesn't really support wild as a tournament format um there's not any like competitive you know hct you know tournaments for wild anything like that um but it's it's a good time and something one of the coolest things about it is we do have a smaller community in wild because there are just less people that play it. So you really get to know a lot of the people that you're playing against. And there's more of a community feel because you'll run into the same guy, you know, a couple times a night and like you'll get to know each other. And when he adds you as a friend afterwards, after you beat him, it's not to talk smack to you. It's because he's like, Hey, like the deck with you're playing was cool. Or like, let's actually be friends. So I've made a lot of friends just from it being a smaller community, which is really, really cool. Mm. Yeah. And standard, you know that you don't want to accept that friend request yeah. because it's not going to be somebody who's interested in your deck. Uh, they're they're yeah, interested no. in other things, but not, uh, not anything beneficial for you. <laughs> <laughs> they're interested in uh telling you how they feel about you <laughs> mm-hmm. and i have a feeling the slant that that will take yeah yeah but, th- but, but that's awesome to hear that even even people that you don't know yet uh there's just a chance to really engage with them on a deeper level there yeah 
and I know it's a lot of people like if you for people out there that if you play a lot of Hearthstone, um, even if it's just a way like if you start tilting or you start running into bad matchups or losing four games in a row to Nomi Druid, um, it's a uh. good way like if you want to just chill, play something more fun, have something a little less serious. I know a lot of people use Wild for that as well because you can mm-hmm. play just goofier stuff and have a good time. Yeah. It can be a nice outlet, especially if you want to play ranked games, if you want to work on your, you know, golden classes or something like that. But there's a class that just is not working right now in standard and wild. There's a very good chance that you could either homebrew something or go find something someone else has done uh, really well with that. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of crazy. So this is the this season right now that we're in is the first time that I feel wild and standard have had pretty very different metas Hmm. like i was saying the last season before the rotation like wild and standard were so similar that i could jump into standard and have a good feel on how the games were going because Mm -hmm. we had very similar decks like like i was saying even shaman um even warlock odd paladin these are all decks that are still being played in wild that were really strong in standard as well but right now it's crazy. I feel I, I always make the joke now. I kind of feel like this like old man who's lost touch with with the rest of the world when I'm talking to people <laughs> about standard because it's it's so different. I hear people talking like, "Man, do you think they need to change Warrior or do you think Rogue is out of control?" And I'm like, "Literally, Warrior sees zero play in Wild right now. Like wow. it's we we don't like the bomb mechanic hasn't taken off anywhere in Wild. Um, mm-hmm. There's no Chef Nomi's being played. Mm, um, you're speaking my it, language right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> it what's crazy. So, so I, was, I didn't give you this. I don't think I told you the story. I was saving it. So okay. I opened up a um, Golden Archivist Elysiana in uh, oh, wow. a pack. Uh-huh. So here's what's funny. So I, I was in this uh, Facebook group and I posted the picture of the pack. I was like, hey, I pulled this. I know the card is really bad, but I'm still going to make a deck with it because I literally have never seen that card get played. Like, I thought the card was absolute trash. No one has ever <laughs> run that in wild. Like, it's not a thing. And I got roasted so hard by people. Oh, it was just man. like 30 comments in the first five minutes of people like, what do you mean bad? That's the best control card ever printed, blah, blah, blah. So I had to put a disclaimer. I'm like, sorry, I literally didn't know this card got played in standard because I haven't played standard in a year. I'm sorry, everyone. I, I'm, not dr- <laughs> I'm not trolling. I literally have never seen this card get played. Wow. That's kind of yeah. insane. I mean, it, it just goes to show how different the formats really are. And I I anticipate that, that, would, that they would continue to branch pretty severely. Uh-huh. Um, but who knows, actually, like how the future could play out if thing, you know, if certain cards are released that are uh, that are on the same power level, they'll sort of intertwine. I remember hearing that as you guys were reviewing Rise of Shadows. It's it's the it's the very few cards that are going to actually make a big difference because there are already so many cards that are way mm-hmm. overpowered over there already. So something like Archivist Elysiana is just like, you don't even care about, about the fatigue game because there's so many strong combo decks mm-hmm. and aggressive decks. At least I would assume that that's really why, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's things like, so like in, if you're playing a fatigue warrior in wild, you have dead man's hand instead. So you can infinite just keep cycling your, the deck of cards you actually want back into your deck (laughs) instead instead of of just random random stuff. Yeah. Uh, I tried after, after I got roasted, uh, my co-host Danny Donuts and I, we tried to make archivist Elysiana work in a Shutterwalk shaman deck. Oh man. The idea was every time we play Shutterwalk, we get a new deck. Like how could that be bad? Of course. Uh, it was not great, um, but it was a lot of fun. 
And you've got Doppelganger over there where you can yeah. you can still create more Shutterwalks. Yeah, Shutterwalk actually with this expansion, we like it gave us enough tools in Shutterwalk Shaman that that deck is actually starting to make a bit of a comeback. Like it's mm. not bad. It's a lot better than it was. I kind of miss it. So that 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 might be the first uh, dip in the water I take. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you, you get these nostalgia moments. You're like, man, I want to play Shutterwalk or Reno or you know whatever uh, Nazoth. <laughs> yeah. All the old gods. That was another mm-hmm. big one. Like you, you want to play some ca- actual Cthulhu? All right, go play some Cthulhu. Like it's a thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Cthulhu Rogue's but, not a thing still, right? <laughs> it's. <laughs> So there's there there's a couple people that are in my chat that are notorious for Cthulhu Rogue is their favorite deck. No matter what, they're gonna try and make it work. And no, to answer your question, no, it's not a real deck. But they these people are convinced, and it's fun. And you can get some games. The the dude who destroys a minion and adds that to your Cthulhu stats is mm-hmm. pretty good. And you have Shadow Steps, and um, you have the the new the shark. Uh, that gets stealth, the spirit of the shark spirit guy. Of the shark, yep. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty cool in the deck. But the thing is, just like every other deck is just better. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably shouldn't. I, I I think that's what's really cool and what should really encourage people to think about it if you haven't before, is that being able to come up with a weird, wacky deck like that, as long as it has like at least a decent win condition, yeah, there's a chance it could do okay. You know, like whereas in standard. You really need to be playing optimally pretty much across the board as far as your deck list. And there's not a lot of room for fluff in the list. Uh, but in, in Wild, I you you just never know what you're going to come mm-hmm. up against or how well that person's going to know that deck. So you can get away with a lot. And it's fun to get away with stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it, it's crazy because there's like a lot of decks. They're not necessarily bad. It's just the other decks are better. Um, so right now when we were putting together all the, you know, tier lists, cause everyone's like, Hey, give me all the tier one, tier two, tier three lists, like putting together all the tier lists right now, mm-hmm. the line between what's like a quote unquote tier one and a tier two deck is so thin and narrow right now that realistically there's probably like 15 to 20 different decks that you can consider tier one or tier two. Like they're, Jeez. it's, <laughs> you're talking maybe a 1% win rate difference between various, you know, different types of decks so you have all these there's so many decks you can be playing and doing really well with that Mm -hmm. it's kind of nice that's why you know the meta you don't see the same three or four decks all the time because there's realistically like you know 10 good decks that you're going to see from rank three to legend Mm -hmm. it sounds like if you're getting bored and wild that's on you yeah yeah, you're just not creative at that point. Or you're just like, <laughs> you're stuck. Because there is always going to be the best one or two decks. Like, that's a card game It's going to happen. People figure out sure. what the best deck is. Sure. Um, so, like, there's, like, the three or four best decks. And if your goal is to just hit Legend and that's what you're just trying harding, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's how yeah. you want to play the game. So mm-hmm. just keep jamming Kingsbane Rogue. Like, keep doing it and you'll get there. It's not the Kingsbane Rogue it once was. It's not. But it's it's just as nasty, if not worse, Kingsbane Rogue is <laughs> so Kingsbane Rogue has become this like vicious aggro deck that has a like doesn't ever run out of juice win condition against control now and it's it's a very bananas very bananas uh deck. When you when you print a card that says infinite value on it yeah. and you have no uh counterplay to it, that's mm-hmm. this is gonna happen at some point essentially. <laughs> When that I know that's it's a it's a card everyone in standard and wild is seeing, but the uh, Myra's unstable element yeah. is 
I mean, it's so disgusting in Kingsbane that mm. I've had players prep Myra's on like turn three and still beat me. Like, oh my gosh. Like, it's just so gross. All you need is your weapon and one or two buffs, and you're probably going to win. Wow. That's... So the card is it's, it's bananas. I didn't think about I I didn't think Myra's would be a card that would see much play in wild, but when you've got a card that goes infinite, you really don't care. So yeah, there's and it no doesn't way to run interact Chef with Nomi. it. <laughs> doesn't run Chef Nomi. Uh, it does not. Man, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking need... I need to play some wild, man. <laughs> yeah, you don't need Nomi when you just have like a 13 attack weapon that you attack with every turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, so it seems like Rise of Shadows has actually made more of an impact than maybe we once thought in Wild. So, like, what are, what are some of the things that you're seeing uh, decks or cards that are really making uh, making a big splash? Yeah, because we the the previous expansion didn't really change the format pretty much at all. So uh-huh. we, you know, when we're looking at cards that in a vacuum, trying to determine if they're going to be strong enough to make the cut, um, it didn't seem like there'd be a lot. But the stuff we'd got something crazy is we've kind of seen some archetypes that kind of fell, you know, away because they just weren't doing it, but we got a few tools that just kind of, um, bumped up their power level enough. So one card that has, I I'm surprised has been doing so well is Hecklebot. Um, Oh yeah. Hecklebot one in Jade Druid is absolutely disgusting because you have Oaken summons. So you get Oaken summons and the other card that goes along with this is Vargoth because he's so bananas. Mm -hmm. So if you play Oaken summons, you get six armor. If it summons Vargoth, you get another six armor and a three, eight body with taunt on turn three or four. That's insane. I mean, we were playing that in the few days of the Vargoth meta with Ironwood golems, but Hecklebot's Uh just a step up from that. essentially. And then you get to put Zilliax on Hecklebot because it's a mech. Oh goodness. So we've been seeing Hecklebot's made a lot of, uh, he's been turning up in a bunch of different decks. I've seen him in, um, some Reno decks as well. Like Reno Warlock can play it because there's a lot of games where you just can't beat combo. So if you have that chance to pull the combo pieces you need, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty strong because there are a lot more combo decks obviously in wild. So any, any way that you can disrupt that, um, is just going to see play at some point. What, what um, are some of those that you're trying to counter with Hecklebot? Um, a lot of Mechathune. So Mechathune Warlock's been making a really big push again. Um, when we, we were seeing, um, that was really a really big one for this. Mm -hmm. Um, but just being able to pull that or any other Reno deck. Like if you see, if you pull out a Reno or a Kazakus, usually that's pretty good. Mm. So he's been, he's been impressive for me. I didn't think he'd be as good as he was. He definitely shines in Jade Druid and has definitely pushed that deck kind of, you know, up. Is it just the proactivity outside? Because like Death Lord, I th- I always thought was just gonna always be better because you don't have to um, you don't have to have an answer to whatever's getting pulled out because it may not be that turn um, mm-hmm. or something like that. But is it just the proactivity of saying, "Hey, let's get that guy out right now," that that makes Hecklebot a little bit better? That and the three attack is actually really relevant in a lot of matchups. Really, okay. um, we have like we still see a lot of even Shaman is still really strong. Um, so having the three attack against like the Merc Spark Eels has been really mm. good. Um, so it's, it's just strong. Nice. nice. Um, another card that we I've been experimenting a lot with and have seen some pretty good success with is Togwaggle Scheme. Um, it's kind oh of created this new archetype of a control rogue where you're playing Togwaggle Scheme on a bunch of Nazoths. So you play oh. all these death rattle taunt minions, you play Nazoth, 
and then you can shadow step Nazoth and then play it with Togwaggle scheme and put like 17 Nazoths in your deck. Oh, and then mercy. you're in a good spot. <laughs> yeah, you're you're doing okay as far as that whole infinite value thing. Is that Rogue's identity in Wild essentially? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So it's it's pretty cool. That that was really good. I Vargoth also has just like Vargoth himself has been crazy. He's been really strong in uh Big Priest, Reno Priest. Um we've seen him in War or in Mages. Um, just for as a value card, um, mm-hmm. like and he's insane in Druid. He's so good in Jade Druid because, like, even if he's just playing another Jade Idol for you, like that's mm-hmm. really big. Or if he's gaining your armor and drawing a card, that's strong. So he's been really good as well. Question: If he plays Jade Idol and you have um, Fandral on board, uh-huh. does it do both things? Yeah, it'll do both. Golly, that is, I mean, it, it's insane without that, even if the answer was no, but geez, that's, that's insane. Yeah, so that's been really cool. So it's just been, we've seen, like, uh, Zoo Warlock has come out of nowhere again. We haven't seen Zoo Warlock in, like, six months, and with the new magic carpet, like, Zoo Warlock's really strong again. Mm. Um, we were I seeing Murloc Shaman. That's, like, Murloc Shaman this last week has kind of appeared out of nowhere and has gotten really powerful, too. Mm-hmm. The one of the craziest decks that I've it's apparently doing well um, is there's this arcane giant quest mage that's getting played. Oh, and it's like, I remember arcane giant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a uh, he's a uh, eight eight, and he costs I don't know his initial cost. It's like what ten or twelve? I think it's twelve. I, think I could be wrong. Yeah, it's one of those. But he costs one less for every spell you play, and so you're playing like flame wakers and a bunch of cheap spells with the quest. You play magic trick. Um, you play the. Uh, the card that makes your next elemental cost two less, and you're playing the Mana Cyclone. So you play all these cheap spells, your Flame Waker hits them for like 300,000 damage, <laughs> and then you play the quest and a couple Arcane Giants for free and then win the next turn. That's pretty sweet. That sounds yeah, like my kind of deck. It's really cool, and it's people are seeing really good success with it. Apparently it's quite good. I can't play Mage to save my life. It's the only class I just strictly don't like. Really? I can't okay. explain why. I just, I've <laughs> never, the only mage that I like is the like Exodia infinite fireballs one. Oh, but sure. even yeah, then, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I'm not a mage guy. I'm That's not okay. a mage guy. Yeah. You got to know what you like. You got to know what yeah. you don't like. And uh, I like insane combos and that sounds like exactly what I want to play. So yeah. <laughs> We have them. We have them. There have not been many decks you've mentioned tonight that I haven't been like, oh, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. You know? Yeah. Like, and like, there's crazy stuff, and they're all like very viable, good decks that you can hit legend with. So, this may be the unanswerable question, but it's because uh-huh. I don't think that this was the state of wild beforehand. Um, it's, it's not like it's some 180 by any stretch, but like, I don't remember hearing this much excitement about just how much is viable and how many different things there are in that. Like, can you pinpoint anything like, cause it has to be this expansion. I mean, maybe it could be the community or the influx of new players, but like, why would you say that the wild is just so fun right now? I think it's a combination of all of it, honestly. Um, I know for me, like this expansion has been the most I've been able to deck build crazy stuff with. I'm not sure exactly why. Um, mm-hmm. but there's like, there's been a lot of archetypes, you know, kind of like I was talking about how with like Shutterwalk Shaman coming back, just mm-hmm. that deck really just having the, um, what is the, the scheme for that one? Hagatha scheme is actually yeah. mm-hmm. really strong in that deck. Mm-hmm. So just that alone has been 
really, really cool. There's we've gotten a lot of cool cards too, like Madame Lazul, um, the new Hagatha card. Like there's just a lot of fun stuff that you can be doing now. Hmm. Well, it's it's exciting to see because I think um, I think there I I heard some prediction on Into the Wild about how probably going to be more new players in wild than ever before because of these key cards like you mentioned mm-hmm. that people are going to want to just play with at some point um but to see things really step into a new a, a new good season like a really healthy season for for mm-hmm. all those players and stuff it's just it's exciting it's encouraging it's kind of weird because it doesn't seem like it was something intentionally done development wise you know for it yeah. but um, but man, is that a gift to be able to just uh, have everyone really excited about what's going on there? Yeah, it was it was funny because like so many people were like, oh, it's going to be this is the death of wild because uh, Baku and Gin are still in wild, but they're not in standard, blah, blah, mm. blah. And the funny thing is like Baku and Gin are they were so strong in standard, yeah. but in wild they're not even like rampant or crazy. That's um, so crazy to me. <laughs> there's there. Yeah. Like there's a lot of decks where they're just not powerful enough to work. Um, where, I mean, we still obviously have even shaman is still good. Odd paladin mm-hmm. is still good. Odd warrior is mm-hmm. still good, but there's like every one of those has a counterpart where there's like, yeah, I could be playing odd rogue. For example, it's a strong deck, but do I really want to give up saps and eviscerates? I could just be playing King's main rogue. Like, those are so good you cards. have, yeah, there's like a good counterpart to everything um so it's been it's just really, kind of really cool you have that big platform of deck building yeah that's awesome it, it, it's just it's super exciting i mean everyone really is uh i i don't there's probably a really good portion of the community around this show and in hearthstone in general that just um have either intentionally sworn off wild oh i'll never do that because it's you know it's not as relevant mm-hmm. or just haven't ever even thought about it like so i I guess as we're kind of wrapping this up, I would just ask you sort of what's your elevator pitch to somebody who's never done it before and why should they give it a chance? I'd say like right now, um, it's there's no real reason not to. Uh, just because, you know, standard, you're they're trying to figure out the meta, Wild's trying to figure out the meta right now. Um, and it's a good time to just have that, you know, breather, try something new. I mean, we're all trying new stuff right now in both formats. So, you know, why not, play those cards that you're kind of bummed you don't get to play anymore you know yeah i would imagine that for a lot of people like if you're brand new like you just picked up this game with rise of shadows it's probably yeah. going to be tough to to make the nope. decks that you need for wild if you're a newer player like if you just started not long ago obviously it's going to be way too hard um it just it does like the the biggest downfall of wild is that it does take more um time or money investment like because you do need cards from further back sure like, yeah um, but you can even still like take less crazy expensive decks and still do really well, but to get the full, you know, enjoyment out of wild, you do need more cards. And that is the biggest downside of the format is mm-hmm. like any eternal format in any card game. It is going to be a little less accessible to a lot of people. Yeah. But we are talking here on the longest running Hearthstone podcast yeah. in the history of space. And exactly. Cards. So I have a feeling that there are many listeners who do have those cards. And I, I would just encourage you as, as saucy has encouraged me, honestly, through this whole thing, give it a chance. And especially if you're getting to that point where you're like, man, I just need something fresh. I need something yeah. different to do. Go play Jade Druid and remember how insane it was or try Reno yeah. Paladin. Is that a thing? I mean, uh, no, but it can be. I, I I'm gonna make it. Why not? Yeah. I don't have Nazari. I feel like I would want Nazari and probably you know, 
just for the double heel, you know. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The the two Renos. Why not? Go try it out and see how it does. Um, and let me know what you think. And for sure, I mean, we'll we'll hit you up with with Saucy's uh, podcast afterwards. But there's no better way to kind of get in tune with the meta and and what's going on over there than to take a little peek and a little a uh, little walk on the wild side there. So yeah. yeah. Anything else and- you wanted to hit before we wrap this up? No, I was gonna like. Uh, all hope is not lost, even if you have dusted your cards. Like I said, when I my the <laughs> very right. first rotation, I dusted every wild card I had because I wanted to make full gold tempo rogue because I was going to Dreamhack Denver and I wanted oh, my tempo right. rogue to be fully gold. Um, <laughs> so I dusted everything. Uh, so and, and then just because I was like, why am I going to play this dumb format? Like it seems weird and crazy and wonky. And then just. I gave it a try, and then I was like, well, looks like I'm buying some, uh, what was it, the um, Grand Tournament packs. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> I guess there, are, are there cards in the Grand Tournament? I think that's overall, like, one of the weaker sets that's been released. But there's I mean, got to com- be a few cards. Confessor, Paltris. Oh, uh, baby. Sarad, Nexus Champion Sarad. Oh, those are, like, the two coolest cards ever made, essentially. They're really cool. And this I... Sarad is actually super strong. And, like, Reno Priest, that card is, is nuts. Okay. I know Reno Priest is your jam too, so I, I love Reno Priest. I did dust uh, Raza the Chained when he got nerfed, but uh, who knows? Maybe I'll have to make an a make an appearance and show him. Uh, show he's, him he's a good dude he's a good dude <laughs> nice well as we jump into our community section here i want to thank i last week i kind of put the call out that it has been a while since we got some reviews and a couple of you stepped up thank you so much maybe if maybe a few more did internationally actually i i get those like later in the month so it's a little delayed i apologize but i want to read these out real fast these are itunes reviews that people have left and this is a big way that you can support the show nate dog who was on the show recently uh titled his great show five stars he said i believe i left a review a long time ago but a second uh a second updated review is warranted for this show andrew's an awesome host whether he's doing a solo cast or has a guest he's very positive and also has helpful constructive criticism for the game we love he also provides great analysis on cards decks general gameplay and the current meta and keeps us updated on news and events i'm happy today because of his podcast man nate i'm so thankful that i made you happy with the podcast and thank you so much you made me happy by leaving the review too so thank you man and then another one here is from cl blizzle uh, this one's titled great pod so we got the great show and we got the great Ooh. pod five stars here and they write, loving the show, keep it up. Super simple, but I tell you what, CL, it means the world. So thank you so yeah. much for taking the time to write that. And uh, Saucy could tell you, uh, j- because I, this is something that you just say on every podcast because of how big of a deal it makes. Uh, if you've never left a review for the show, please take the few seconds that it takes to just swap over on your app and do that if you're listening there or to hop on your computer if you're listening on something else. I've got my Android, so I would have to go on my Mac and uh, write this but it still just takes minimal time and can make a huge impact and i'm doing a drawing at the end of the month for everyone who's left a review and sent in an email the happy gmail.com they'll get in a raffle for a free hour of coaching like i said i wish i could do that for everyone but i'm really excited for this to kind of be a, a special perk for those of you who uh, go and do that and if you have left a review for the show at any point in its life cycle uh, you can email me as well with your username you did that with. I'll put you in the raffle there too. So um, I am really excited, Saucy, because there's a card we haven't talked about yet tonight that is really, really important. 
In fact, I would say it's so important that it needs like a regal entrance and arrival. Something Uh in uh the form of a story, a ballad, a... um, A bardic tale, if you will. That, I I couldn't have put it in better words myself. (laughs) So I I would ask you, my fair fair friend, would you be willing to bring the bardic tale for this here card? I think I could do that just for you and for everyone listening. <laughs> I would be blessed beyond measure. So why don't you go ahead and take it away? <laughs> okay. You aren't ever seen, but you can be mean. Believe when I say I'll play you anyways. Saboteur, you never play that blood bloom. Saboteur, you use a lily spell, my doom. Saboteur, you're probably why I lost the game. But I'll play you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Bring in in the Backstreet Boys. Oh my gosh, you could not have brought a more... (laughs) classic song i absolutely love it man well tell us about unseen saboteur what are the stats here on the on this guy so unseen saboteur was one of the cards that i was the most excited for when i saw it because the effect is so cool um he plays a random spell from your opponent's hand targets Mm -hmm. chosen random and he has caused probably and i'm not just joking here but probably the most like hilarious moments i've ever had playing hearthstone in my life (laughs) okay Um, well i'd be amiss if i didn't invite you to share one of those stories so uh so we were playing i made this deck um just called i don't remember what it was but it was every disruption spec or spell in a warlock deck um we played double dirty rat double hecklebot double saboteur we even played void void contract Contract. yeah come on i I know you man yep void (laughs) contract rin was in there um I think we even had treachery in there. Like it was just to be Goodness. be a jerk. So uh, Danny and I were playing this after at, at, towards the end of one of my streams, and we got against a quest mage. It was actually oh, no. similar to. It might have been the exact deck I was talking about earlier. So okay. he completed the quest and passed the turn. So I played Bran Bronzebeard and Unseed Saboteur, and it played his quest on my turn and it was like the best thing on the planet like oh my god we were laughing so <laughs> hard it played uh it shot a pyroblast too it did pyroblast on one of his minions oh, and gosh. then it played the quest and it was just like he conceded right then but it was the funniest moment Wait, just like so how does ugh. that work does he just gets a turn or does he get nothing essentially from that i don't he didn't even get to play it through so i don't know oh, i think he gosh. would i feel like he would get the other turn but i don't know Oh no, because you can't press the next turn button. So I think it just skips that extra turn. Oh man, that's that's dirty, man. That's yeah. like that's real dirty. <laughs> we uh, there's have you seen the the darkest hour warlock? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Man, that is a card that I in our review I said there's something about this card that seems like it could be super strong. And so yeah. when it was really taken over in wild, I didn't I did not call it was going to be a thing in wild. But when I saw it, I was like, that makes sense. Just you know, poop out the little guys. Convert them into insano, ridiculous stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So we play same same deck. We were no. This was with the the Shutterwalk Shaman with Saboteur because I thought that'd be really funny. Oh sure, Battlecry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're I'm against a a Darkest Hour Warlock and he plays his Darkest Hour combo, fills the board with he has like Malganus and Ragnaros and Uh Doubled Void Lord and 
whatever he has all this stuff and so i play my little unseen saboteur blows up his whole board and just leaves him with one minion and i we came back and won from there and it was like the he even well played me like he did the combo hit well played i'm like oh oh buddy you don't even know you don't even know (laughs) what is about to happen is about to destroy everything that you have created up until now so why don't you just sit back and let me do it it's been like all joking aside, I think the card is actually better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of decks that it just like it it does really good things for you. Like uh, token druids becoming a thing now because people mm-hmm. were playing token druid in standard because okay. it's strong, yep. and uh, it's become a thing in wild. And a lot of times, like you could play a saboteur and it could play like a a buff or whatever on their turn, and you're just like, all right, cool. And there's nothing. Um, yes. So it's been it's been really strong. Yeah, and in wild, it's seen or in in standard, excuse me, it's seen a lot of play mm-hmm. too. Um, I especially in specialist lineups and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, yeah. it really shuts down pretty much anything. Even if you just play it against a tempo rogue and you pull their prep, or you pull a shadow step where it really wasn't yeah. helpful for them or something, it can be surprising how just playing it one time can really mess up your opponent enough. That uh, something they're setting up for, some mega turn or some huge swing turn or something like that, ends up being just completely taken off their plate. So I I agree. I thought when I first saw this, I thought, oh, this is, you know, it's something. It's nice that it's there. But it's turning out to be quite a quite a force to be reckoned with for sure. Yeah, I I thought it was only going to get see play in uh, specialist because it's Mm -hmm. such a good card in specialist. Yeah, yeah. But just seeing it now, there have been. I can't lie. There's been games. uh, There was a time I played the unseen saboteur against Kingsbane rogue and played his Myra's for him. And he proceeded to beat me the next turn. (laughs) (laughs) So that happens. Yeah, Um, it will. It'll pull a shield slam and kill itself. And it's like, Oh, okay. I guess I just uh, gave him a mana essentially, but uh, I've, I've played it and hit ultimate infestations. Like there's definitely, it doesn't always work your way, but the times it does are glorious moments that you can never take back. You know, I never thought about this, but now that we're talking about this, this is like the quintessential Hearthstone card because it can be good and it can also be just ridiculously bad, but it's still worth playing regardless. And the stories you have because of those bad moments still made it worth it to play with it, you know? So I just feel like sometimes you uh, make them, you make them like use their conjurer's calling in like at times they don't want to hit your minion. Mm-hmm. Give you a couple mans. Why not? I like yeah. that. Actually, that's probably the ideal. If you can hit on C Saboteur with yeah. uh, with the twin spell. Yeah, I like that. Man, it's yeah. a pretty good card. It'd be interesting to see how they continue to make these uh, sort of tech cards that are helpful and stuff, but I'm I'm really glad that this is part of the game now. Mm-hmm. And his battle cry is really cool too, so what does he it. say? Uh he's like, You didn't need that, did you? <laughs> oh sneaky. Yeah. He's part of the League of Evil, isn't he? Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Very good. Well, hey, as we close out the show, I want to remind you, as always, that the Happy Hearthstone is here for you, and you are here for the Happy Hearthstone. That's why you're listening. So I just want to thank you so much for being a part of this amazing community. I mean, it's been been an absolute blast over the past several years just being able to see this community grow and develop and see so many... I mean, every single week in our Discord, there's someone new that's just popping up. I saw somebody just this week who said, hey, I've been a long-time listener, and I decided it's finally time to come out and hang out with people. I'm like, great! There's a place for you here. I'm so excited. And I know there are even more of you who love this show, 
love coming back to it every week. And I just want to encourage you to kind of take your next step to think about, you know, what's what's a way I can continue to engage and increase my engagement. So for many of you, joining the Discord would be a great place to start. And you can join that over at the happyhearthstone.com slash Discord. I had to mess around with the URL. I'm still trying to figure it out. But if you go there, you will find the link uh, right now to be able to join us and join in the discussions we're having about replays, deck lists, uh, everything, the news. Uh, it's pretty much all across the board. We had a user this week who decided to marry his girlfriend. Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's awesome. And then he found out that she didn't like ketchup on her hot dogs. So he's revisiting Ooh. it. Yeah, um, there's there's certain things that are unforgivable. So I, I understand. <laughs> he's it. from Chicago. So I get it. I've known Chicagoans yeah. who like yep. the way you make. And so um, I say that jokingly. That actually did happen. And it was hysterical. It was a lot of fun. So definitely come join us so you don't miss out on that and all the great Hearthstone talk that we're having. And and if you love seeing this show, uh, if you want to be a part of really helping it to grow and help yourself to grow as a player, again, check out the Patreon over at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone and join the inner fire or, or whatever tier makes sense for you to be able to uh, to just get some great perks. It's a really nice way to support the show, but also get some great stuff for yourself as well. And I have to give a huge shout out and a huge I'm sorry to the producers of the happy hearthstone because last week, for whatever reason, it just totally skipped my mind even though it was right here in the show notes wasn't paying close enough attention so menak <laughs> and kj miller thank you so much for supporting the show at the level that you did it's been great getting to know you both and i'm uh, i'm just so thankful for the level that you support the show and honestly what both of you have been in that community too especially in the inner fire both of you are super active and uh, have a lot to offer so Looking forward to helping each of you continue to hit new goals there. And as always, I'd love to know what you thought about this show and what you'd like to see added for future episodes. If you would like to join me, you don't have to be a wild exclusive player and you don't have to have your own podcast or two. <laughs> Even though <laughs> all of those things contributed to a great show today, I would love to make a show with you. So just reach out to me, thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com and let me know that you'd like to come and be on the show and we'll talk all the details and stuff as well. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can uh, you can do that on Twitter at Andrews Living, and the same thing on Twitch. I don't have any streams planned right now. Who knows what's going to happen with Baby around the corner? Uh, maybe I'll have a 2 a.m. stream, uh, you know, an EU-friendly stream or something when Baby won't sleep. Last time I didn't. I actually this is a really quick story, but last time when when we had our first our first kid, I was told, hey. You'll get to play Hearthstone like when you're feeding baby at night at 2 a.m. or something. And the very first time it happened, I had my phone ready. I had my headphones ready and yeah. I plugged it in and stuff. And like baby was was eating and like asleep before I even had a chance to get through the loading screen. Oh, so dang. I was like, um, That's all right, nice. I guess I'm not doing like, I'll that. take it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll take the sleep. But I was I was prepared for some late night grind sessions. So. Who knows if this baby will be different? I hear they are all different, but uh, I'm not going to count my chicks before they hatch on that. <laughs> um, but I do want to count on being uh, being a part of the wild community and being connected and all of that. So, Saucy, how can people follow you and all the great stuff that you make? Yeah, if you want to follow my exploits, um, I stream uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday evenings right now. That could change. I could add more times, whatever. But I'm just on twitch.tv slash Saucy Mailman. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. It's just at Saucy Mailman. And if you want to follow my wild podcast, um, it's just called Into the Wild. Um, either IntoTheWild.com is our website or on Twitter, we're IntoTheWildHS. 
Um, we do it weekly. We have guests on. We talk about meta knowledge, answer questions, all this, all the fun podcast stuff you come to expect. For sure. And like you said, that community is so well tight or tight knit. Um, I could tell just about anyone like who's saying like, what should I do in order to, you know, get into wild and stuff like that? Like, Go go listen to an episode of Into the Wild and get connected with Saucy and stuff, and then it, yeah. it will spread like wildfire. You will find everyone that you need to from yeah. there. Essentially, it's really fast. Like seriously, if if you if you are interested in Wild or you have questions or anything, like follow hit me up on Twitter, um, shoot me a message, join our Discord. I'm like literally on Discord all day every day. <laughs> um, like that's the joys of working in an office with three monitors is one's yep. dedicated to discord. <laughs> so honestly, like we have, like we have a meme deck selection. We have like a, you know, deck list. We have, you know, content, like just whatever. So, you know, I just want to get to know people. I like, like I'm into Hearthstone for the community more than anything. And I just yeah. love meeting people and like, everyone's so rad. Yeah. I agree. You're rad, man. Oh, it, no, you're the rad one. <laughs> and you know what? If you're in the Colorado Springs area, you should come be at a yeah. fireside that we host uh, sometime yeah. because uh, we have a lot, we've had a lot of fun doing those. And I think uh, I think I'm planning on next time if we can do that again. So, oh, yeah, it's, it's been a lot a of fun so far. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, you know, I like I said, I haven't uh, dipped my toes in a wild this season yet. But uh, boy, do I need to. Do I need to get over it as fast as I can and play some? So I'm, I'm really thankful you came on, and I'm sure there are many listeners also who are kind of in the same boat, excited to try something new that's available to them right now. So thanks for coming on and bringing your expertise, man. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I had a good time. Yeah, and thank you so much for visiting the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.